Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, good morning, Aotearoa. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. It is four minutes past the hour, seven o'clock, and uh, we have a good show for you up this morning. Coming up, we're talking to Steve Devine, Super Rugby, to get his thoughts on the first round. And then at 7.40, we're going to talk to Christopher Walker out of the UK. about this Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. Does Jake Paul pay him off or not? Who knows? That's coming up at 7.40. Uh, after 8, we'll talk to Mitch McKinnon also about the cricket and day four, whether or not the Black Caps can bat out the date. We're hoping that they can. And, of course, at 8.40, one lucky punter will pick themselves up a pair of Adidas golf shoes, courtesy of Adidas. So you've got to stay tuned in for that. And that goes to the person with the best text. And Joe's got a really good one that's coming here. It's going to be hard to beat. But get texting on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, or even if you've got something you want to chat to us, double oh eight hundred um one five oh eight eleven. Give us a call and we'll talk anything sport this morning. Uh yep, it's been a good morning so far. We've got uh Big Izzy sitting down in Queenstown at the moment for the New Zealand Golf Open. He's uh, down there trying out his new shoes, his new clubs, everything new. He's um, he's ready to go. So um, we're going to catch up with our good mate now, Steve Devine, who's uh, been happy enough to join, join us. Round one's it's in the books, and wowee, what a week in the Super Rugby results we've had. Overall, the speed of the game was incredible, product was sensational, but it'll be back to the drawing board for a couple of sides. Funnily enough, the further you went south, the more disappointed you might be this morning reflecting on your team's effort. Hey, is he? Steve Devine has no such issues though, does he? Host the Blues Brothers, 7.30pm Wednesdays, and without overstating how good they were, his former side were, well, electric on Saturday night. How chip are you this morning, Steve-O? Uh, well, it's not raining as well, so I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty good start up here at Auckland. Um, now, mate, uh, yeah, that, they, they they were the scoreline. I think uh, helped them. I I think there's plenty left in the bank. That's the that was my impression. They I don't think they're as happy as they could have been. And um, but yeah, there's certainly there's certainly more to come. I didn't think they played as well as they possibly could have. Oh, Steve, some damning comments here regarding the Blues. Everyone can look at the scoreline, 60 to 20, and just think, okay, they were uh, you know, just untouchable throughout. But what, what, what are the work-ons for you in terms of that Blues outfit to really uh, solidify their top, uh, position at top? Um, I, th- I think for, you know, there's, there's probably a 20-minute period in that first half. They sort of fell asleep a little bit. They... Um, you know, they, it was pretty stop-starty. They they really can, didn't control 
the speed of their own ball. There wasn't consistent ball at ruck time for them. They, you know, there were some pretty big traits of last year where they were able to get the ball and hang on to it for long periods. And um, I, yeah, I think they struggled at times. It wasn't you know, just to me watching it. I didn't think it was as good as they have played, um, which is yep. which is good news because there's plenty more to come. And it's only the start of the season. You'd probably expect that. So. Um, yeah, I, I was I was happy with the school line, and um, you know, w- when they get those turnovers, if they're able to get a turnovers from downfield, they're they're electric and they really lit up the field, which is good to see. But I, I think when we got ball in hand, we can we can be a little bit better still. Hey, Steve, what, what do you make of the rule changes? That, you know, obviously speeding the game up is one thing, but what what did you make of them? What was what what you ta- um, take homes from it? Yeah, listen, the rule changes for me, they're not really that big of a deal like I, if they were serious about speeding up the game they they deal with um, the injury issue I think most teams put a person down injured uh, when they really need a rest and that stops the game I, for me the, the one I would have just changed straight away was if you've got someone down who can't do a scrum or someone down who can't do a line out it's just a free free kick to the other team and, and, and away the game goes I, um, you know we might save five seconds taking a shot of gold here and there and, um, and those sorts of things I you know, multiple collapse scrums are just it's a free kick to the other team. If you can't set a scrum, it's a free kick to the other team, and and, and on we go. I think I think that's the more change that needs to happen. Um, but it's just too easy for an opposition team to throw down a hooker or throw down a, a prop, and, and the yeah. whole game's got to stop where um, someone gets their breath back. I I think that's that's where it should go, and um, that's you know when there's a try, there's a stoppage in play anyway. You know, on another five seconds. So. You know, saving five seconds there for someone to have a shot at goal is not really going to speed the game up as such. Yeah, they'll need to keep the spotlight on that because most teams will try and find ways to find a way for their big boys to have a breather and knowing that the game is sped up, they'll push the laws right to the brink so the referees will need to be all over that. When you think of this this Blues outfit, the first name that springs to mind is a player that, well, he's obviously in the outside, I played in the outside, so I'm, I'm keeping a real... Uh, uh, look at this player, Mark Talia has hasn't shown signs of slowing down. Like he was phenomenal on the weekend. I, I was talking to a lot of pundits yesterday down here, around home, and I was thinking Mark Talia, Mark Talia. But then they were throwing out chat like, oh, he he plays only one position. But I do not see that as a problem. Mark Talia will have to be the form winger in in in, in the country at the moment by by a long way. Uh, you know, thoughts on, on Mark and and how well he's transitioned from a break right into Super Rugby and just. Show no signs of slowing down. I think that was probably one of the more dominant performances we've seen in Super Rugby's history on on mm. Saturday night. I mean, he probably beat thirty players himself and, and ran for a couple <laughs> hundred metres. So, um, but it was phenomenal performance. And, and to be honest, you you know he 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 was doing it last year. He did it at the end of season two for the Ulgaks. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah. Gee, you, you got to you got to throw your hat off and say there's a whole lot of wingers in the country now. You've got to chase them because with a performance like that, that was um, you know that was well that was well world class. Yeah, he was world class. Thirteen defenders over two hundred meters made and uh, two tries to boot as well. He is absolute flying, putting the pressure on the All Black selectors in terms of severis. Let's flick to Friday night, mate. The Chiefs smashing. The Crusaders, you never write the Crusaders off, but they looked a little bit undone. You think of teams that were looking for opportunities to take a breather. I thought the Crusaders were, were just a, a hop off, the, uh, you know, just a little step off it, and they just were 
a little bit underdone, I felt, in terms of uh, their performance, but the Chiefs were phenomenal as well. Yeah, the, when, the, when the Chiefs did arrive, they're a spectacular team. And, you know, you look back to last year at times, you know, they they turned, they turned it on and, and scored points against anyone. So, um, you know, I remember last year they played the Crusaders down there and they, they did nothing for 70 minutes. And that last 10 minutes, they scored, you know, 20-odd points and, and won the game. So... You know, the, you've just got to you got to be wary when they get it right. They're 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 really really good, and 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 they prove that again. And you know, they they take it personally playing the Crusaders down in Christchurch to the Chiefs, and, and you know they <laughs> they put on a pretty strong performance first up. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it lights up the season. I mean, everyone just expected the Crusaders to roll on, and you know, traditionally they start pretty slow, so you know they'll be. Um, They'll be back to the drawing boards this week, and it should be a should be a tough weekend for the Highlanders, I think, over in over in Melbourne, because uh, no one likes playing the Crusaders after a, a nasty performance like that. No, they'll bounce back one hundred percent. And what about um, standout players for you this weekend, Steve? Um, obviously, Mark with the Blues, I thought was was just he, he was next level. Um, mate, it was yeah, you know there was. Some of the some of the big boys weren't too. I thought, um, you know, I wouldn't say Stanley. I thought Jordy at times was a little bit um, not quite himself, which you expect from some of the All Black boys that are not quite back on their game. They've had a, an extra couple of weeks off. So, um, yeah, mate, I, I thought um, the Highlanders, um, uh, the skipper, the number seven, um, he, he he had a reasonable game. It was pretty strong on the ball. I will give it to the Highlanders. They were. They were pretty good at ruck time. They were every opportunity they had someone on the ball. So, um, you know, they've just got to stop those silly mistakes in the game and uh, that I've seen through. I, I saw the Aussies across the board. I saw the Aussies were were, were average. Uh, the Reds committed the cardinal mistake of trying to actually play a game of rugby against the New Zealand team and they just got blown away. Um, I look at the Brumbies. The Brumbies are a team that don't try and play so much rugby and and, and, you know, beat the Waratahs that were, I'd like to say, probably pretty average as well. So, um, mate, I think I think that the standouts will, you know, I think the New Zealand teams did pretty well across the board. It's, it's early days. Um, they, mm. you know, they they have that flair. They have that, uh, when they turn it on and get it right, they really can play some entertaining rugby. And that's that was the Hurricanes, that was the Chiefs, and that was the Blues for the weekend for me. Do you feel like this is going to be the same, same in terms of uh, the cross competition? You get the Kiwi teams, you know, playing tongue and toe and tongue and cheek and just really going toe to toe every single week. And then you think you see the Australian teams playing each other and they're being competitive with each other, but then they face the Kiwis and they get annihilated. Do you see something like that continuing when when t- Kiwi teams face the Aussies? I I, I do. If yeah, they try and play that high tempo game and uh, I mean I look at the Brumbies and the, the Brumbies are a little bit more structured and they don't they try and play the Northern Hemisphere style they, they wait for their opportunities they kick for a line out or they kick for a penalty shot and build some scoreboard pressure so the Brumbies for me uh, will be um, the Brumbies for me will be the Aussie pick of the Aussie teams if, if they continue to play the way they are I know the Reds can they the Reds this year they just want to have fun of, of um they just want to play. They prefer to lose uh, playing their style than uh, than win ugly. So um, I think we're going to see some entertaining for the Reds when they get it right. They'll go pretty good. But um, 
yeah, the Brumbies for me, they're just going to play that boring rugby, and uh, they will be the threat um, when they get it. When they do it well, they do it very well. So um, yeah, but they're yeah, they're happy to do it, and uh, it's not very entertaining, um, which is what we've always expected from the Brumbies is this running open game. And I, I, yeah, unfortunately, I think they're going to play that Northern Hemisphere style where it's just going to be slow and. and uh, Wait for their opportunities. Pretty boring. Playing for penalties and playing for a shot to goal, and and then the line out drive um, as their as their go to weapon. Oh well, we got to ask you the question of of scrum halves, and we had uh, two of the probably premier halfbacks out of the game. You got uh, TJ Pedernada, he's injured at the moment. You got Aaron Smith, who's on a wee sabbatical. So halfbacks, in terms of halfbacks, who who really surprised you on the weekend, and who do you think really took the baton? Of the premier halfback after round, we're only one round in, but you know you would have seen you've been watching the halfbacks closely over the weekend. Yeah, I thought um, Finlay Christie was solid as always. He um, mm. he speeds the ruck, his clearance of the ball was was pretty good. Um, he backed up well, uh, was around the field, he was everywhere. So um, and also Fakatava, um, you know, first game back from a from a pretty nasty knee injury, he, he didn't have surgery and. Has just gone the rehab uh, route, and um, I thought he was pretty good. He's got to be maybe the best running halfback we've got in the game. He, he likes to have his hands on the ball. Possibly at time he overplayed his hand a little bit, but um, you know that'll come. Uh, they didn't go forward well, the Highlanders. So he, you know, he was still running and, and, and providing options sort of behind a, a pack that was going backwards a little bit. So. Uh, mate, he, so just a great other option is Fakatava. Like we have Aaron Smith mm. um, passing the ball well and clearly and fast, and Christy who does something similar. Brad Weber also does, you know, something similar. And then, and then we have Fakatava, who who's not that. He's he's the Plan B option of we have a you know another loose forward out there, almost running the ball around the around the rucks and picking off the slow forwards, and um, he does it very well. So with Fakatava, just quickly before you go, with Fakatava, like I love how he just plays with a free spirit. He doesn't really, it looks like he's very unstructured. You, sometimes you don't even know what Fakatava, I don't think he knows what he's going to do. But if you're trying to coach that, do you just take the shackles off and let him play how he's playing? Or would you like to see a little bit of a, a control in his game? Um, I think you just got you got to work around it. You can't. You know, if you if you stifling too much, it's just going to end up like the other all the other halfbacks, and you know that's not what you really want. You've just got to your players have got to be aware that he's he's probably going to run from the from the back of the ruck more times than not. He's going to look for little options. So, you know, you're going to instead of your forward standing wide, getting ready from a wider pass, you just got to be aware that they're going to have to truck in and and uh, help in and around the ruck a little bit more if he gets caught. Um, run those offloads off him rather than then standing wide and trying to run offloads off a off a prop first receiver, you just you just gotta be aware that you're gonna to have to um take your running lines off your nine that's gonna be moving a little bit, which is you know, it's not it's not hard but I, I guess when he um you know, late late in the matches when he starts to do it it gets a bit harder for the forwards who are, who are you know, a bit a bit tighter. Um but yeah great great opportunity for, you know, Frizzell and those bigger boys to just to just carve some yards off off a nine that's gonna hold the defence a little bit for you. Uh, he's a great he's a great option, and um, you know, was, last year he got his chance for the All Blacks and against you know the best team in the world, Ireland, and and it, you know it wasn't easy for him. And they've got a very good uh, defensive line, but I I think if he can get a little bit more game time, particularly in that black jumper, he's gonna he's gonna provide something that um, 
you know, World Rugby hasn't seen for a little while, and that's a, like a, a really dominant, hard running uh, number nine. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough as anything. You don't want to run it straight at, at uh, little Falau Fakatava. He'll snap you in half, mate. It's, uh, appreciate your time, Steve Devine, talking Super Rugby Round 1. He's a happy man because the Blues have got off to a banging start, 60-20 to 20 over the Hollanders. Appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Cheers, boys. Catch you later. There is Steve Devine talking halfbacks, talking Blues. The Crusaders never write them off. They'll be bouncing back. Uh, next Friday, they take on the Highlanders. Highlanders, you know, Kempe, when you think of it, Clark Dermody's taken over. They've got a young, inexperienced squad. They're still searching for themselves, you know. Uh, how, do, how do you approach this team? You know, like the, they haven't got the stars that other teams have at their disposal. But what would you be doing to this team this week? And I don't know if you heard Billy Harmon's comments talking about they're pretty good on defence. Well, they leak 60 points. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's not ideal reading. But is it an easy fix or they've just got to gotta knuckle down and, and, and go to the old Highlanders? Well, I think to when they won 2015, they didn't have stars, but they were tough. And they won all the basic fundamentals of rugby. They won the set piece. They won the breakdown. Breakdown is where they win games, the Highlanders. Yeah, look, and I, and I think the latter's the probably the better where you say they've got to stick to what they, they know they've worked at all, all off-season. And although they're coming against the red-hot blue side, uh, it ain't going to get any easier. When you look at the sides, you know, the Chiefs, uh, the Crusaders with all the, the talent that they have stacked in their teams. But, you know, they'll get their, they'll get their um, desserts when they, you know, they've got those Aussies to play. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple of games where you, they'll go back to what you just said. They know best is get down and dirty and start grinding out some wins. Yeah, I loved hearing his comments regarding Australia as well. Mm. Look, I hate to say it, but I hope they can be competitive, but I can't see it happening when the Kiwi teams go across the ditch or they come over. Uh, other than the Brumbies, I can't see anyone else being really competitive. You know, I picked the Breds because I was just hoping that Brad Thorne could really get them going, but they couldn't. They got pumped from the Hurricanes, who won their first game in Super Rugby. Get this, for the last couple of years, they've lost every time they've started the season. So they've got off to a winning start. So Jason Holland is a very, very happy man. That was uh, Super Rugby, Kempe. Love talking a bit of that. Plenty coming up. We've got some cricket. We've got some boxing. And there's plenty to debate. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bed Post text machine or 0800 150 811 on the Kennard's Hire phone line. If you have any opinion or anything you want to voice, you can come through and have a chat to Kempe and myself. Regarding Kempe, we got off the back fence. Coming up, you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.